the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show, and today we have one of our favorite guests again, John Burley. Uh, those of you who uh, have been listening to the show, you, you've known that, uh, I, I like to joke, John is probably the most famous person you've never heard of. So <laughs> he's a real estate investor. He's my real estate mentor, and, and as I share with people all the time, uh, John mo- knows more about real estate than anybody I know. So, John, again, welcome to the program. Thank you, Ferris. Great to be here. It's uh, been a busy, busy uh, last month. I'm sure it has. In fact, I'm, we're going to just go right out the gate here and hit you with the first question that I get just about every time I'm talking to anyone about real estate today, and that is rising interest rate environment. How is that affecting real estate? What do you see? Yeah, so the real estate is uh, the real estate market's a double-edged sword with the interest rates. The interest rate is pushing prices down here in the valley. So a lot of people are talking about, oh, the markets are shifting, the markets are shifting. The markets aren't shifting. They already shifted. And we'll talk more about that in the call and why they've shifted. Interest rates, I mean, you know, we've just hit seven, um, which means eight is around the horizon. And if you hit eight, ten's not far away. Not saying it's going to do that, but there's a probability. Here's what's going on in the interest rates. Every single administration, Democrat and Republican, so we can't just blame this one on the Democrats. Every single one, when they were facing inflation, they all did the same thing. They pushed the panic button on the interest rates. All of them have done it. Mm -hmm. We're doing it now. Because the reality is you've got this massive train on the tracks, and it's going really, really fast. And the inflation, it got out of control. And, and, you know, look, it started before the current guy's elected, and it's just run away, and a lot of things are going on. And um, I I could just imagine. I've actually been in the Oval Office once. The president wasn't there. My godfather was the general manager for the Department of Interior. And so he got me in. If the president had been there, I could have met him. He had enough pull, but he wasn't. And it was in 79, so it was Carter back then. The, the interest rate king, right. uh, 19%. And so I can just imagine it. The advisor there go, Mr. President, let's raise it a half point, three quarters of a point. But, sir, we need to wait six months because we won't know what it did for six months. And they're like, okay. And then they raise it. And three weeks later, well, hey, the polls are down, and we got elections coming up, and the interest rates – do it again, do it again. And then they just turn around and suddenly it's like, you know, you've gone from three to seven and you're on your way to eight and above. Mm-hmm. And they overcrank it. Everybody ever has. They, they just, I don't, it's like they're children on some subjects. Well, I've, I've shared this on the show many times over the last several months. It's, and even the Federal Reserve is admitting that they waited too long to yes. start raising rates by at least a year, probably two, who knows. But so they always understeer. And then they oh, and then ultimately they oversteer, like you said. Yeah, it, it, it's like someone who doesn't know how to to drive a boat. Right. You know, it's just like the wake behind is just zigzagging all over the place because they're oversteering both directions. Right. So, so the reality, what it's doing right now in the real estate market is, and we're so completely different from two thousand eight, which we'll talk about later. I mean, sure. completely different. 
you've got a large, large, large portion of the population here in Arizona, here in the Valley of the Sun, who've got, you know, two and a half to three and a half percent interest fixed rate loans. And what they're going to do is they're simply not going to upgrade and they're not going to move. They're right. going to hang in there. Unlike eight, though, they're going to hang in there with a really great loan, just loan, and most of them with a boatload of equity. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it's going to do is it's going to slow the real estate down. Now, if you're a consumer of real estate, if you're not an investor, that's bad. Right. If you're an investor, it's great. So investors look at it like different than 95% of the population. When everybody is going boo-hoo, boo-hoo, right. great investors are all contrarian across the board, virtually without exception in history. We're like going, yes, because higher interest rates mean inventory slows down, it builds up, and it means we've got deals there in the cracks. So no one knows what they're going to do, but certainly the path we're on right now is they're going to crank it again. We're probably going to get close to eight. Hopefully, after the election, which is just a few weeks away now, they'll then try and do a modicum of common sense, which is asking a lot for elected officials. And, and the bureaucrats. And the bureaucrats. And go ahead and stop the interest rate increases. Um, and, and if anything, you know, let it stabilize, see what it's doing, and move it down. Um, you just I, you go too far. And I agree with you. Hopefully that's what they do, John. But, you know, everything we're seeing from the Federal Reserve is they're sounding and acting tough. Yes, they are. And, and it's it, um, – and, and there's so many things. It, it, it's where these markets are so complicated. And this is where we really need to understand. The market, as much as people want to hold on to it and look at their charts and graphs, and I do all of that and subscribe to, to different services, the reality is markets do not move on logic. They never have and they never will. They move on emotion. Mm-hmm. And so is the and because reality is right now the interest rates, they're in six to seven range for real estate. And it's higher than it was, but you know, you and I have been around more than five years. These interest rates aren't high historically. Compared to the normal norm. That's but if correct. you're gonna be a homeowner who's buying a house and it went from three to seven, that's a big emotional difference, which means people are hunkering down and, and obviously it, it greatly affects affordability. So there's a lot of conflicting things that go on at the exact same time because the markets are going in different directions at the same time based on emotions. And and we'll talk more about that as we go. Interest rates are up. You know, if you've got that great loan prob- and it's your own home, probably a good time to hang out. If you're an investor and you've got that great loan and you're cash flowing like crazy, probably a good time to just smile, hold on, and cash those big checks every month. Right. And if we're buying, we've already found – so in the last three weeks, Ferentz, I was out and I've uh, looked at hundreds of properties – and talk to builders and the builder salespeople. Different stories there, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm friends with the largest brokerage in Arizona and talked with him, talked with a couple other brokers, talked to several realtors, boy, talked to mortgage brokers, talked to title company, activity volume way, way down. And although the macro, the big piece of the market, hasn't moved much in Phoenix, it's just slowing down, listing are being dropped. But that's not actually dropping the prices. They were just listing them too high because the 10 to 20 percent of the nicer product based on the price range Mm -hmm. that's priced fairly. I mean, that's still flying off the shelves. That's moving right away. That's gone in two weeks. If you price your house 
right, mm -hmm. and it's in good shape and condition, it sells right away. But the days of, you know, just putting it up as a pigsty and sloppy and needing rehab and in bad condition for too much money, well, that sucker's going to sit for eternity. It's not moving today. Um, it, what we're getting, though, is we're already finding, already, people are taking 20 to 30 percent below, not their list price, but below what fair market value is today in the reduced market. Already. Huh? Already. Really? Now, that's the micro, not the macro. Gotcha. You know, that's going and looking at hundreds of properties like I am. I'm a professional mm -hmm. investor. I mean, I, I have a private equity company formed in 1989. Right. You know, we, we've um, you know, made tens and tens of thousands of offers, property transactions over the years. And so we're looking for the weakness. The weakness is already in the market. Interest rates is a big part of it. Um, and again, I look at as a contrarian, as an investor, rising interest rates weaken the market, which make it better for an investor. As, as a long-term investor, I don't want the market to go up. Going down is better because I can buy better. So that's why I was like talking to you, John, because like you said, you're active. You're not just you just don't teach this stuff, but you're actually out there doing it actively. Yeah, you're fact, on the cutting edge of, of what's going on. It's what, what we do. Say. I mean, I'm right. the founder and CEO of the first single family home portfolio private equity company in America. I mean, we went out in 1989. The rest of Wall Street followed in eight to 12. So we right. were literally 20 years ahead of them mm -hmm. um, going out on a for profit, not a fee based model. Um, so, you know, we had to develop the models before anybody else and do that. You know, in, when they came out, um, five of the big firms actually hired me and paid me large consulting fees to teach them the model. None of them followed the model. Three of them hired me again five years later after they broke it. <laughs> I love Wall Street. They, they think throwing money fixes everything, and it, it doesn't. So I love where we're at in the market. Right. Uh, you know, and look, I'm like everybody else. Hey, the low interest rates were a really neat, amazing short window. Mm -hmm. And we maximize it. The prices were high, but the the interest rates were so low and the rents are so high that, you know, we had to go back to our old training. It's the return, not the price. Right. The numbers, the numbers work. And, and just work the numbers. Right. And now we're just working with new numbers where we're getting lower, lower um, prices. Right. Uh, and having, you know, if you're financing, which most investors do, we're having a higher monthly. Rents are high. The returns are still there. We're, we're seeing a lot of great buying opportunities, which is what we're teaching people. And... And one of the things I get, well, you know, before you jump on the next thought, John, I wanted to bring back to that what you, you brought up earlier is you're, you're already starting to see, like you said, 20, 30 percent off of fair market value pricing. Yes. Now, are these on properties that like need some work or typically or or what these you were straight MLS deals? Really? That were in great condition that needed, you know, zero to a couple thousand dollars worth of fix up. So decent properties. Good properties, good, okay. good properties. Yeah, right. because we're we're still we're just moving into where buying a fixer actually is a good deal. For the last five years in Arizona, right. buying fixers you paid a premium, right? Because they weren't you know normally if the house was worth four hundred grand and needed forty thousand worth of work, they'd price it at two forty, mm -hmm. leaving you twenty grand for your profit. And you know up until six months ago, if the house was worth four hundred and needed forty grand worth of work, some newbie who went to a seminar who didn't know what they're doing paid four hundred ten thousand for it right. and then fixed it. Right. And then the market went up and they told everybody they were an investor. Right. They found out now they're not an investor. They were a speculator and they're in big trouble. That's and that's another point you've brought up from previous times. And in fact, I remember you and I having lunch after our last interview and said times are going to get challenging going forward soon. We're in it now. Yes. And this is when the professionals actually make their really make their money. 
Right. And it, it's, um, you know, you had mentioned the education. We've got an right. event coming up yes. November 4th through 6th. And what we do is three times a year and only three times a year, I do public events where we teach our private equity model. We teach literally how to raise the money and have the capital, contrary to a lot of real estate education. If you don't have money and the ability to borrow in a market like this, it's very difficult. Mm. However, it doesn't need to be your money. Right. You can bring in people and joint venture with them. And we teach how to do that legally, ethically, and morally where it's a win for all parties. Right. And then how to buy the deals. Great. The um, Now, if somebody wants to learn more, attend that event, how do they contact you? Yeah, the one you take, attend the event, you, the easiest way, just go to johnburley.com. Click on the link and you can hear, you can learn all about the event. Um, you can go to John Burley Real Estate Investing, um, our Facebook page, and learn more about it. Um, we have some podcasts that we've done recently you can watch and look at. You can call, also call the office at 623-561-8246. And it's three days full-on immersion real estate. And that's November 4th through 6th. November right? 4th through 6th. And I'm right here in the Valley. And we've that's done... That's in Phoenix. In here in Phoenix. And we've done more... <laughs> Uh, deals in the last 30 plus years than than any other individual or company here in the Valley, except for some of the big institutional buyers. Sure, which I'm glad you brought that up, John, because in the next segment, I'm going to encourage folks to stay tuned because one of the big things that's changed in real estate in the last few years is the big institutional buyers, but that's changing also. So I'm going to ask John what's going on in that arena and how that could affect both homeowners and investors in terms of real estate. So stay tuned. Don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And, of course, we have uh, one of our favorite guests with us again today, John Burley. John, thank you for joining us. Awesome to be here, Ference. So uh, if you missed the first segment, I'm going to really, really encourage you to go to yourpersonalbank.com because you can listen to this or any of the other previously recorded shows. John, you nailed it. You were nailing some awesome information in that first segment. I'm not going to ask you to repeat it. I'm going to tell people to go back and check it out, okay? Awesome. We're going to move forward because we got so much more stuff to cover. And, and at the end of the last segment, John, you, you brought up a point that I want to kind of del- delve into further. One of the things that I think in real estate that surprised a lot of people is how involved Wall Street got and the institutional investors got over the last couple of years or so in many of the markets. Of course, I've been reading and seeing that is changing significantly recently. What's going on with the institutional investor in real estate? Yeah, the institutional investors, Wall Street, have always paid a huge, huge piece in residential real estate, but there's a massive shift. So a lot of people are going like, hey, are we going to do 2008 again? Um, It's possible, and we'll talk about it, but there's five reasons why it's extraordinarily unlikely. Um, One of the big reasons is, and I think it's the second biggest reason, we'll, we'll circle back to the first, is that Wall Street in the last market, did their traditional work, which is what they do is they underwrite conforming mortgages. So that would be the loan that most people get. The, the mom non- and pop loan. The mom and pop, non-jumbo, FHA, USDA, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, Ginnie Mae, all the alphabet soup. And those loans are federally insured. The VAs are actually federally guaranteed, which means the lender can't lose because they're going to get paid by the government. And we can go conspiracy theory, the government's going to fail, yada, yada. Yeah. If that happens, the whole world's already on fire anyhow, so what's the difference? Right. What happened is last time then what Wall Street did is they got greedy at the end. 
like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And they started funding debt that was non-conforming that ended up being extraordinarily toxic, which pretty much anybody who was in the fifth grade could have seen this debt was going to end up bad. Right. And so they came in big on the debt side, which ran the market, jumped the prices up, and then was a huge piece in collapsing the market because there was nobody left there to anchor its stability because right. the debt just collapsed. So that's how 0809. Th that's what happened 89. Now right. in 2022, mm -hmm. real world, not conspiracy theory, not the sky is falling, not the guys and gals out there who predict America is going to crash every single year for the last 50 years. And hey, every now and then they're right. Right. But America still never crashed. It just right. was downturns. They did all the normal stuff, the conforming loans. They've underwritten them like berserkers. Mm -hmm. The next thing, though, is this time, instead of in, what their greed button was not to invest in the toxic debt, not to create it. It almost doesn't exist. Their greed button was, hey, why don't we buy this stuff for the long term? So there's huge amounts of properties that are mm -hmm. owned free and clear cash by Wall Street that's designed for the long term long-term, primarily on a fee-based model, meaning it doesn't really matter to Wall Street how much it makes or doesn't make. They can pay their client above treasuries. Everybody's happy. Right. And they just go down their way. So there's actually this huge new anchor and stability that has never existed in the history of real estate because all this stuff is owned cash. And if the market collapses, Wall Street isn't going to add to the panic by dumping their stuff. They're just going to hang in there. Mm -hmm. Now, I know what some people think like, well, wait a minute, John. What about Dylan and all that? How about this? How about if Zillow was never, ever, ever a real estate play? What if it was entirely a stock play? I'm from Wall Street. That's what it was, people. Right. On paper, in quotations, they lost $780 million. During that period of time, their stock went up $20 billion. Right. Jeez, $700 million paper loss, fully deductible for a $20 billion increase in valuation of the company. Sounds like a heck of a deal to me. And coincidentally, the peak highs happened to be totally coincidental, I'm sure, at the time when many of the founders and senior officers had the release and could then sell the stocks, and many of them sold large positions near highs. So they made a boatload of money while losing $780 million on paper. What we need to understand is when we look at something Wall Street goes and, and say, I don't understand, the only truth in our statement was the last sentence, I don't understand. Right. They do things that we don't do. See, you and I have talked about this. We sure. work on checkbook economics, meaning if there's money in the checkbook, the economics are good. Right. They that's work, how most people operate. And that's how everybody yeah. does. And that's yeah. how all independent um, you know, firms that, Small that businesses. do real estate. It's yeah. all. Yeah. They're working on, first of all, they don't care about the return for the most part. They really don't. They're working on their fees. People go like, well, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street and some of these movies, are those real? And it's like, oh, no, no, no. They toned it way, way down. Right. It I mean, worse. <laughs> in, in the, the, the Wolf of Wall Street, these people were extraordinarily immoral, mm -hmm. entirely evil, stealing hundreds of millions of dollars and being feel, fully cognizant of what they're doing. Sure. Uh, they dealt with it by, you know, drinking, doing yeah. drugs, and all kinds of wild sex addiction stuff to right. deal with the guilt of what horrible, ghastly human beings they are. Right. They're Wall Street. Right. Um, and, and so where we're at on that is we just got this huge anchor in place. You know, and the other thing, people, mm -hmm. well, well, 2008 has to happen because Fred said in his podcast, and he had a chart. <laughs> okay, well, if we're going to do charts, Fred, let's all do right. all the charts because right. U.S. charts go back to 1765. Okay. Six, seven, so equity markets trend upwards. 
and they go through four cycles up and down up and down they go through growth prosperity recession depression over and over and over again normally it's about a 10 to 14 year cycle sometimes as short as eight and some of them run 18 to 20 usually mm -hmm. when they run wrong long they go down more and they right. do this over and over and over again and this Current cycle is about a 12-year one. Yeah, and the new highs are higher than the old highs. The new lows are higher than the old lows. And right. You just go down this path. And that's the equity of the stock market, basically. And, and stock market, real estate, they're very similar. Right. The big crashes, though, the, mm -hmm. the 2008s. Right. Since 1765, we've had four. Count them, four. They're 60 to 80-year events. They're regular occurrences that you can see on your chart and graph. So for that Fred who wants to use the little short-term chart, right. Well, you need to use all the charts, Fred, and there's actually global charts. Mm -hmm. You've got charts in England that go back to the 1100s. You've got charts in Rome that go back to 2,000 years before Jesus, Greece 4,000 years before Jesus, and then there's Middle East and Asian charts that go back 6,000 years. And here's what it tells us. The big, huge crashes, they're 50 to 90-year occurrences. Life. Most of them are 60 to 80. Once-in-a-lifetime occurrences, basically. Yeah. So we had one in 1790. Well, we had the American Revolution, and the country was bankrupt, and we right. had a great crash. Yep. The next one was in eighteen in the early 1870s, 80 years later, after the Civil War. Not hard to figure out why that happened. Sure. Then we moved to we don't crash after big wars. We moved to we crash after tons and tons of money gets pumped funny into markets, emotions overinflate them and run them. The 1929-1932 yep. crash. Right. It didn't happen again until 2008. Right. So I'm not saying it's impossible because nothing's sure. impossible. But the reality is never in the history of mankind have we had back-to-back -back rate crashes. So that's number one. Number two is Wall Street has gone from debt to equity players. You know, the third thing is— You know, okay. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'll cut, I'll cut, cut, John's on a roll here, but unfortunately i got to cut him off because we're coming up on a break pretty soon. And— um, if you want more information on this, obviously John's got some tremendous, valuable information he's sharing. You're throwing out here. Thank you, John. But if you want to learn more, John has an event coming up November 4th through 6th. How do they contact you for that? JohnBurley.com. Call my office, 623-561-8246. Or on Facebook, John Burley Real Estate Investing. And you can learn all about what we do, ask your questions, and book your tickets to come on down. Awesome. And, and since I cut John off because we're coming up on a break, I'm going gonna, to encourage you to stay tuned because I'm going to let him pick up on his thought with these institutional investors, what's going on with real estate. This is tremendous information. Don't miss it. And as always, stay tuned to the Your Personal Bank show. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And, of course, we have one of our favorite guests with us today, John Burley. Uh, John, I cut him off, and he was in the middle of a great thought, but I had to cut him off because we were on a great break. And the question I had asked was, was uh, Wall Street, institutional investing, there's been some tremendous changes in the last couple of years or so on how all that's affecting real estate. And he was in the middle of a great thought, so if you heard, so I'm going to let him finish that thought. So, John, welcome to the show and go. Yeah, super <laughs> quick recap. So yeah. we're not going to have 2008 again. The first reason was great crashes happen every 60 to 80 years, not back-to-back. -back. And the charts that go back to 1765 show the four American crashes in our entire history are 1790, 1870s, 1932, and 2008. Those are long-term deals. They don't happen back-to-back. -back. The second one is... Wall Street shifted. They were debt 
huge debt with the bad debt and then the normal good debt. In 08. In 08. Now they've shifted to equity, not bad debt, and they've stabilized and put an anchor in the market that never existed because they own all these properties free and clear. Mm-hmm. Interest rate doesn't matter if you're free and clear. You know, the, the third reason I looked at is the investors can the game. I mean, you remember what it was like in eight. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody and their sister-in-law owned real estate. I mean, it was insanity. And you could literally, I mean, a normal investor would have been, you know, the, the, they bought five houses. At most, they put 10000 in for all five because they were all mo money down, no closing costs. So we'll, we'll call it ten grand for five houses. We call, it, we call them liar loans. Liar loans, yeah. <laughs> Rents were 1200 and their PITI was 1400 So they're mm. losing $200 a month. And because there was such overbuilding, unlike today, Three of the five houses were vacant, so they're losing like three, four thousand dollars a month, and they put ten grand in. The market crashes. They walked in droves. Right. Today, nothing to do with it. I, I, I still can't even believe these people who are raging. This next crash is coming with absolutely nothing mm-hmm. to support it. Right. Because the reality is today, that exact same investor, he put eighty to hundred thousand dollars hard cash down payment. Right. We'll call it four hundred grand. Right. That's a different walk away from 10. Right. Huge different walk away. Second thing is today, he's sitting on a 3% fixed rate loan with, with a $1,200 PITI and 2000 rent, and all the houses are rented because there's a shortage of rentals. Right. So I got four, they got 400 grand in. They're making three or four grand a month. They're not walking away if the market goes down 10, 20, 30%. They're just staying. They're right. like Wall Street. They're just going to stay, almost right. all of them. Right. You know, the next thing is, you know, it's an income play now. They're actually making money where before this run, it was an income run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make cash flow to retire earlier and better, which is what, what most of my students want. Just the sure. same thing everybody wants. Right. I want to be able to retire earlier and better. Right. Have it be a choice. Right. So the income's there, which is totally different than last time, where it was speculation on growth. Right. The only issue I can see, and it, it, like you said, and you talked about it earlier, was the emotion. You know, the markets run on emotion. This increasing interest rate is causing a lot of emotion. Absolutely. And so there could be some opportunity there. Absolutely. Mass opportunity. And, that, and that's what we're going to talk about yeah. at the event November 4th through 6th. You got to understand, as a professional investor, which is what I teach people to be, um, we have over-documented a couple thousand families here in the Valley who are millionaires because of our training. Mm -hmm. Globally, it's millions. Um, You know, our students have raised over $10 million to do real estate. Because the first thing we do is we do it completely different than normal real estate education. We do it based on the real world and facts. And the reality is if you can raise money and have the ability to borrow, doesn't have to be your money or your ability to borrow, but if you have cash and ability to borrow, Real estate is really, really easy right now. You can buy on MLS right now if you have money, but you got to know how to buy the right property in the right neighborhood for the right price, which is what we teach. Right. You know, the other big thing that, that's totally different than 2008, 2008, literally in the valley when the market crashed here in Phoenix area, Maricopa County, we had 200,000 doors overbuilt with no one to you could have rented them for a dollar a month there was no person physically to move into them we had overbuilt seven years which coincidentally it took about seven years for the market to recover because that's how long we needed people to migrate to fill these houses right today we're the opposite it's a shortage of housing it still is yes the mls inventory has grown but a lot of that is because the regular investors who don't understand money 
are freaking out right now because, first of all, they found that they weren't investors. They were speculators. Right. Their flips were based on the market goes up, not I bought it for below market like you're supposed to, like right. we teach. And then you've got some people hitting the pant button already. Sure. And so we've had an increase in properties on the MLS because everything's just not flying off in a total greed, emotional mode. People are now logically looking. And with that said, you price your house fairly. It's in good condition. The sucker's gone. That hasn't changed. Okay. The ones that aren't moving are the ones that are just overpriced. There's a couple of great thoughts that I want to expand on in the next segment that, John, you just shared. So I want awesome. to encourage folks to stay tuned with us because um, <laughs> this is awesome information. And, of course, if you missed any of the previous segments, go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. Each has a topic, so you can listen to anything that interests you. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to have John share how to attend his event, and we're going to share some more thoughts on where he was at. Stay tuned. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show, and uh, we have one of our favorite guests with us, John Burley. It's been an ex awesome time. He's been sharing. I'll, I will say this, John, you have, I'd say, been more passionate today than I think any time I've ever seen you, so welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm really excited about the market. Obviously, my phone's been blown off the hook. You know, I've been doing this since the early 80s, um, so I've got 40 years between my investment in 12 different states in America and two other countries. This is my fifth downturn so i mean I, without realizing it i became an elder statesman <laughs> um but i'm also an extraordinarily active practitioner so everybody's like what's going to happen what's going to happen right. what's going to happen and only people are going like instead of asking the new kids who've never been through a downturn who are telling everybody what's going to happen a lot of the big places have been reaching out to me and going hey let's talk to somebody who's actually lived it and not survived through the market thrived because Thrive through it, right. we made our most money off of the downturns and entering the downturns where we are right now. Right. And I, th I think it's coming across it. That's why you're so excited right now because you see an, oh, an incredible opportunity again. Just opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. We haven't, you know, I haven't had this much fun in real estate in about 12 years. Yeah. And, and, and most everybody else is worried and scared and, and what's going on or what's going to happen. I, I think one of yeah. the oldest, uh, Warren Buffett said it, which mm -hmm. he knows a little something about investing. Right. And it, it's an old axiom, but it's so true. When others are greedy, be fearful. Right. Which that would have described the last few years. Sure. When others are fearful, be greedy. And right. that describes now. So just get 95% sure. of the people do it 100% wrong. They completely right. miss it. They get right. in too late, overpay, and then sell when they shouldn't. Right. The 5%, which is what we teach people to be, what you are, what we do, mm -hmm. we're doing the opposite of the regular people, which is why we're so successful, which makes sense to your listeners because your listeners know that at age 65, only 3 to 4% of Americans are financially independent. So obviously, if you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're screwed, and you've always been screwed. You need to change. Right. I had a uh, – uh, well, that's a whole different point. One thing I've been uh, – I've seen and heard and brought up with folks is the downturns that happen naturally. If you look back the last several cycles, at least the last three, certainly, we saw a situation where one, either the stock market went down and real estate followed about a year later. That's what happened in 2000, 2001. Yep. 08 was the opposite. We saw real estate drop, and then about a year later, the stock market followed. This time, 
The stock market peaked around January of 2022. We're almost a year later. Are we going to see a, re a similar cycle, do you think, with real estate this time? There is always an extremely strong tendency. It's not 100%, but there mm -hmm. is a strong tendency for the symbiotic relationship that exists between the stock market and the real estate markets. Mm -hmm. They have a tendency to move in a symbiotic way. Right. So when one suffers extreme pain, mm -hmm. the other one usually suffers pain, not necessarily the same degree. Because certainly like in right. eight, Wall Street didn't suffer as much as real estate. Real estate. Right. Um, the prior one, real estate didn't suffer as much as Wall Street. Right. So they go, but they move along. So it's like, you know, the, the naive real estate investors doing your podcast. Oh, it's so great. Stocks are down. Real estate's the greatest thing that ever existed. Nothing can ever go wrong. It's like, nope, you're a young kid who yeah. doesn't know what you're talking about. You right. have no experience. You've never been there because you, yeah. you can't replace right. experience. Right. And there's no question the stock market is suffering. It's this absolutely. Year. And probably it probably going to continue for a while most likely yeah right. and, and so again the stock market now for some of you out there i know there's many of your listeners mm -hmm. you are phenomenal true investor traders right who do the stock market for you you're laughing and smiling like i am about real estate because right. you know that yeah the macro sucks right. but there's massive micro opportunities for those that know that we're doing and then right. obviously you know you're already doing shorts and you're doing mm -hmm. covered calls you know how to trade professionally and if you don't right. know what those are you shouldn't trade stocks which I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up because that was my other point is I get a lot of people, John, I, over the years say I'm interested in real estate. They don't have any experience in it. And the very first thing I'll, I tell them is what you just said. Get some education. Get some training before you put real money into the into it. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, you know, <laughs> the idea that I'm going to learn that, you know, I hear what well, I'm going to I'm going to do it, make some money and then I'll I'll invest in education. Uh, that's not how it works. No. No. The, you, there's two ways to get educated. You go into the street, and she is one mean mother, and she will beat you up, and you'll learn the hard way. Right. Or you invest some money with someone who already knows what they're doing. Um, and I, and and I can just say way. that I've attended John's events, and I was, a, will say, a fairly seasoned real estate investor when I went to the events and, frankly, was surprised at how much I learned, John. And that's yeah. And so that's why – I encourage people all the time, look, if you want to learn more about real estate, you need to you need to talk to John Burley, go to one of his events, which you have one coming up November 4th through 6th. How do they contact you if they want more information? Yeah, it's November 4th through 6th right here in Phoenix, Arizona. It is three days of nonstop content. Um, I'm the sole teacher with the exception we bring an attorney in who sells nothing but just does asset protection and really shows you the right way to do it, not the models that a lot of people have been taught. Mm -hmm. um, it's not your normal seminar where, you know, every hour a new speaker comes on, tells you the greatest things since sliced bread. We don't right. do any of that. Right. Um, we take you on a field trip to my bricks and mortar real estate company so you can see what a real real estate investment company looks like. Mm -hmm. um, we have an expert panel where I have a, a large number of student graduates who have over 100 properties, what we call the Century Club members. Mm -hmm. We have more students who have over 100 properties inventory than anybody who's ever trained in the planet which is pretty pathetic for other companies when you think about it, because I only do three events a year because right. I don't do education for a living. What I do for a living is invest for real. Right. And so we just massive, uh, massive content dump, Q&A as long as you want, as much as you want. Uh, we, you know, we're from 9 in the morning till 5 at night, but then we also start earlier and stay later. And whatever you want to know, we'll tell you. It's an open book. And 
You can go to uh, johnburley.com. Just hit the slider and find out about the uh, the real estate training in November. You can go to my Facebook page, John Burley Real Estate Investing. You can call my office at 623-561-8246. It's a very, very reasonable tuition. It's 347 It's for you and a guest. And I guarantee you, you will get content beyond your expectation. Uh, and I can vouch for that personally. So that's why I, I invited John to the show originally. And now you've become one of our favorite guests, by the way. So I appreciate we keep, it. We keep and inviting them back. Every thank you, everybody. <laughs> so, great, great to be your real, your real estate expert. Well, let me uh, let me bring up a few things that come up all the time when I'm talking to clients, and especially it's uh, right now. You know, people are concerned about the values of their if they've got investment real estate, the value is going down. And I learned from you, particularly, it's not the value; it's the cash flow. Expand upon that. Yeah, so the thing is, so many people are hung up on the price, the price, the price, the price, the price. 98% of Wall Street, when I was Wall Street guy, 98% of the people who were in the business, it was the price, the price, the price. And the 2%, the seasoned, grizzled veterans who were worth astounding amounts of money, who traded their own accounts in large, large ways, they were always, kid, it's got, back when I was 25 years old, it's mm -hmm. got nothing to do with the price. It's the return. Mm -hmm. We're investing for the return. And although, yes, the prices have, the interest rates have gone up. Mm -hmm. I was reminded of an old quote the other day. You date the rate, meaning the interest rate isn't permanent. Mm -hmm. You marry the house. Mm. So as a long-term investor, we buy the good house at the good price. Right. Today, if we're financing, the rate's going to be higher than it was, which is going to squeeze the return slightly. However, mm -hmm. we've still got rents. I've literally got properties, parents, that five years ago we were getting twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month, and mm -hmm. now at twenty-one to twenty-two hundred, I have people banging my doors down to take it. I mean, it, right. I don't have to do anything other than put it on Craigslist and put a signs up in the neighborhood, and it's gone. Right. Um, and so, man, my monthly PITIs are way, way below that. Right. So, of course, we've had a slight squeeze in those returns, and so that's why you need to be educated. You need to be buying the right house. Right. Not the wrong house. You, you can't just get lucky anymore. This is the wrong time to be a speculator. Wrong time to be a speculator because the market's <laughs> going down. Actually, right. I know right. some of the, the I know most of the largest wholesalers, assigners, flippers and rehabbers in the valley. Many of them have literally closed shop and or are trying to cut the blood losses short and get rid of the positions they're in because they're underwater because they broke their own rules. And most right. of the guys and gals I know they've been doing this for decades. Last three years, they've been doing almost no deals because it was the market risk was too much in a short-term transaction. Yeah, the speculation's not paying the, off. The speculation, and I've never been a speculator. So actually, as the right. founder and CEO of a private equity company, my sole responsibility has been to reduce and mitigate risk. 33 years, we haven't lost money because we don't speculate. We buy for the return the day we buy. And that's the opposite to how most people view real estate investing. Because, well, the first thing, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. First Absolutely. thing they think about is, well, I'm going to buy this property and flip it. Right. And, and, and you, you made a statement to me is like, if I told you to buy a stock and it cost you 10% to get in and 10% to get out, what would you say to me? You're crazy. Exactly. And that's the challenge with real estate short term. The short term works. You just have to buy extraordinarily well, mm -hmm. not hope it goes up. Because everybody who's hoping it go up, they're all sitting. They're right. right now losing money, right. and, and if you're in a negative position you're losing money, come to the November event. We can show <laughs> you some alternative ways to get rid of that asset and not lose money.
Mm-hmm. Um, and just flip the end result because there mm-hmm. are things you can do if you're underwater behind the eight ball, which many, many short term investors are right now because sure. the market flipped. I mean, this is no it's different changed. than, yeah. you know, if you were looking to sell your stocks and, you know, the stock market goes down and you didn't have a mechanism to get out earlier, you're in trouble. Right. Real estate, we have options we don't have in the stock market, which is one of the reasons why I like real estate more. And, and the other thing is like, look, man. I know the short-term stuff, and it's the greed emotion. So we're back sure. to emotion. It's just greed, yep. and right. greed's okay, but just don't lose money. I, look, Warren Buffett never wrote a book called Flip and Grow Rich. <laughs> that book doesn't exist because even if you made money short-term transactions, what'd you do with the money? And you can't really get your freedom. You're walking away, which is why I did what I did, why mm. I'm a real estate investor. Is I wanted freedom. I wanted long-term income streams that exceeded my expenses, which, you know, I hit at 32, which was over 30 years ago. Mm. And, you know, so we work because we like what we do a lot. I think you know how passionate sure. I am about right. what I do. Right. And it, the idea, folks, is that what we want is we just want great assets that pay us a great return. And we make returns – that make what Wall Street can do for you laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, at the event, we will do, they call it the Burley Matrix, and we will literally go through on the second day of the event, and we will walk you through any deal you want to throw up that we would do, mm-hmm. and we will walk you through, and we will show you how over a 10-year period it makes 35 to 70% per year. It makes 350 to 700% our normal, regular deal, nothing special. Literally, you could buy the dang thing for full price on the MLS, but... You have to buy the right house in the right neighborhood, in the right condition. You can't just buy any house on MLS because most of them, right. 90% of them, aren't good investments. It's a small percentage. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. and uh, for some of you, let me help you out. We sure. never, ever, ever buy Class C properties. We don't buy any houses ever in bad neighborhoods. Why? Because no good family would want to live there. Right. Nothing personal. It just is. And we don't buy houses that are too nice and pretty that I'd like to live in because they don't return very well. Yes. We buy regular houses where regular people, you know, we call them lunch pail Joe. Mm-hmm. Regular houses, regular people, and, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of them. Yeah, you probably own more single-family residences in Arizona than just about anybody out there. Pretty much every— May, Except maybe a couple of big institutions. Yeah, pretty much every room I've ever been in yeah. filled with hundreds or thousands of real estate investors. I literally have more have done more property deals than everybody in the room combined, mm-hmm. including the other educators. Right. And right. it's not bragging. It, it yeah. just is. True. Last time, John, if they want to come to this event coming up on November 4th through 6th, how they contact you well, for more info? We're super excited to have you. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of broadcast and a mm-hmm. lot of interviews because people are reaching out to me. You know, hey, let's talk to somebody who's been through five downturns, not no downturns. Right. And so we are moving to limited seating for real. Um, so it's really great that we had booked this months ago because right. the timing's super. So right. go to johnburley.com. Look, it's 347. It gets you two tickets. johnburley.com. Come to our uh, John Burley Real Estate Investors Training November 4th to 6th. You can call the office, 623-561-8246. You can go to John Burley Real Estate Investing on Facebook. And look, I'm a regular guy. Reach out. And if you missed any of this interview, go to yourpersonalbank.com, check it out. And uh, if you want more information on this or anything else we do or talk about, help you navigate this economic chaos we're dealing with, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com.
This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and riders may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.